Welcome to this episode of Views and Voices, Personal Perspectives on the Collection. Views and Voices is a series of brief and personal responses to works of art and film selected by BAM PFA staff who work in different departments, some by UC Berkeley students as well. At a time of distance, these commentaries are designed to bring you closer, both to individual people behind BAM PFA and to individual works in our collections. Here, UC Berkeley PhD candidate Ramon de Santiago leads us through the magnificent late 15th century tapestry, Eke Homo, Behold the Man. Hello, my name is Ramon de Santiago. I'm a fourth year graduate student in UC Berkeley's Department of Art History, where I specialize in early modern art, that is, works approximately between 1450 to 1750 Common Era. The artwork I'd like to talk about today this monumental 15th century Flemish tapestry was a favorite of mine when giving tours of the Berkeley Art Museum's 2018 exhibition, Old Masters in a New Light. Before addressing a few striking aspects of the tapestry, I would like to give a brief orientation as to what's going on in the image. The main scene, over to the left, is the presentation of Christ by the Roman Pontius Pilate to a crowd of Romans and Jews who congregate around the base of an arched platform. Pontius Pilate was governor of the Roman province of Judea. Pontius Pilate was a governor of the Roman province of Judea who presided over the trial of Christ and ordered his crucifixion. And this scene of the handing over of Christ to the crowd for judgment gives the tapestry its name, Eke Homo, Latin for Behold the Man. We'll look at some other details of the narrative later. Even though this is admittedly not the experience you're having with this smaller reproduction, what actually struck me most at first encounter with the tapestry was its monumentality of presence. What actually struck me most at first encounter with the tapestry was its monumentality of presence. I was overwhelmed by its sheer size, approximately 14 feet tall by 12 feet wide, and also by the impact of its materiality as a textile. Large works like this engage us in a very bodily manner, since we can't take in the variety of details without physically moving our bodies in order to see them in their completeness. This corporeal connection between the tapestry and the viewer is reinforced by the life-size dimensions of the foreground figures, and also by how the pictorial space appears to extend visually into our space. The tapestry in this way implicates us in the drama of the religious story. Now, to a few other smaller scenes, each artfully framed by architecture. At the right of the composition, people pour forth from a gated entrance as though rushing to the spectacle of the judgment. You can see the crush of bodies and the eager eyes of witnesses. Then you might notice beyond the arched entry a glimpse of a horizon and the entrance to the city full with the growing crowd. Whoever composed the artwork used architectural space masterfully to highlight events that come before and after the event of the judgment. As a further example, Right above the shoulders of Pilate's entourage is a window revealing Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he's betrayed by Judas and arrested by the Romans. In the upper right of the tapestry, we see Christ whipped as he carries the cross, and above that, his crucifixion at Golgotha, again set off by architectural framing. I should mention that this tapestry is one of six created for the Abbey of the Archbishop of Canterbury. I like to imagine the stone hall of that abbey with these tapestries hanging side by side. I like to imagine the stone hall of the abbey with these tapestries hanging side by side, lit by candle fire, 
possibly surrounding a dining table and adorning the spacious walls where they served to insulate the cold stone and mute the crash of sound within the large stone halls. The German term for these tapestries is Wandteppich, or wall carpet, speaking to its fundamental architectural function. I'd like to add just a word about the conditions of its making. Such tapestries were the work of 15th century family... Such tapestries were the work of 15th century Flemish tapestry guilds. Guild workshops served not only as studios for varieties of craftsmanship, but also provided opportunities for social and economic betterment within the guild hierarchies. At the time, tapestries represented the ultimate in fine handwork, often including precious gold and silver threads, and were prized collections of court and church, much like high-value artworks that change hands at auction and make headlines today. The magnificent Eke Homo tapestry and the collection of the Berkeley Art Museum offers multiple windows into the religious, social, and political lives of 15th century Northern Europe. Thank you for letting me provide this small window into a unique and magnificent artwork. I hope you'll sometime have the chance to look more closely at this wonderful tapestry.